Show with Steve Mathis. Welcome to the DMX Podcast Show. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me on the line, Canada's great Supercross Hope, uh, leading-edge Kawasaki, uh, all-around good guy, and uh, and my pick for the MX2 title this summer, uh, Kyle Beaton. Beats, what's up? <laughs> oh, not too much. I like the introduction there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, just finally home, back home in, uh, in beautiful British Columbia, and uh, enjoying the rainy weather and just mm-hmm. hanging out. You uh, you'll always be my pick for the MX2 title every year, beats. So yeah, one of, one of these years. I think I've been a lot of people's <laughs> picks for over the last few years, but injuries. Yeah, one of these years I'll be right though. I'll, I'll have I'll call it right. You watch. Um, yeah. Hey, so you just got back from uh, from racing down here in the U.S. You did uh, what'd you do? Six Supercross rounds? Five Supercross rounds? I did all of them except for except for oh. the last two West. Right. Right. No wait, you no. didn't. You didn't do. Oh, you didn't do Seattle. No. What's that? Did you do Seattle? Yeah. Yeah, I did so, Seattle. So just the last one, just Salt Lake. Well, Vegas is a West Coast. Oh yeah, too. yeah. Okay, we're we're doing this the week of Vegas, and you won't be there. So you're right. Okay, the last okay. two. Okay. Um, uh, early on some struggles, but then you made the last two main events, and uh, I thought your last race was the best one. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, as far as like how I felt and. Mm-hmm how comfortable I felt on the bike and what the way the track conditions were. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. And, you know, I, I, I moved up through the pack. I didn't get the greatest start. So I had a passing guys and I don't think I got as lucky as I did in San Diego with guys going down mm-hmm. to finish there. So right, yeah, right. I definitely agree with you. Yeah. It, uh, and, and overall, I mean, in the, in the beginning, you definitely struggled to make mains. And I think, Coming into that, coming into this year, we had done a podcast and what were you like uh seven out of nine or five out of seven races you'd made the main event? Like you had a pretty good main event success rate going into yeah, the season. Yeah. Um and uh so what why the early struggles do you think? Um, I think just from basically not racing for the last two years and and I think just being very hesitant and patient with coming back and mm-hmm. And feeling comfortable and, and just trying to lower that risk of injury and just take my time and right. and cause I'm over getting hurt. So I don't <laughs> know, just ride to what I was capable of and, and not hanging out on the edge at all. So mm-hmm. um, I think it just took a little bit longer than maybe I had expected and maybe a lot of other people expected. But right. I mean, it, it worked out for the best. And so far, I'm still in one piece. So. I can't complain. Yeah, and, and you know, like uh, unlike a lot of the guys you're racing against, in the back of your mind, it's always like, "Hey, I I need to race this summer in Canada." That's always in the back of your mind, right? Yeah, I think it's been in the back of my mind more over this past year, or, mm-hmm. you know, over the last six months. Uh, just because basically this is basically my last shot, you could say, mm-hmm. as far as you know, getting good support up here and. And I'm I'm hired to to race up here in Canada, so right. I, mean, I gotta I gotta actually fulfill one of those obligations at least one of these years. So hopefully <laughs> this is the year. Yeah, it's been uh, has it been 
three straight years of injuries or two? Yeah, three. Three straight three, years. The right? first year I kept riding with the injury, and it was kind of a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the second year with Blackfoot is when I broke my thumb. And then, yeah, this past year was my ACL. So, yeah, it, it's been a while. <laughs> No doubt, and, and you're going into the, into the nationals with a three-digit number, just no points earned, and uh, yeah, that's 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 tough for a guy who's won nationals before and won a ton of motos, you know. So it's got to be a little tough on you. But um, on the other hand, uh, maybe you're coming in a bit underhyped or a bit under the radar a little bit, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd like to think so. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are have written me off already, or, or whatever the case may be, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of going to be kind of nice going in with the three-digit number. I tried to get my rookie number again, the same number I use in the States, but uh-huh. someone had uh, scooped that one up already. So I'll be rocking the the Dean Wilson rookie number, 108. 108, yeah. And uh, is, that's not a coincidence, right? That was something that you wanted? Yeah, I picked it. was either going to be you know my rookie number or mm-hmm. thought I'd go with 108. It was seemed like it was pretty good for Dean, so. Yeah, yeah, it worked out all right. Um, what, what do I don't you, know, just try something different. And uh, and what do you got to do to stay healthy? I mean, is it is it backing it off a little bit? Is it, is it, uh, is it what are you changing to try and stay healthy, if anything, um, uh, when it comes to the Canadian Nationals? What are you trying to do to, to stop this pattern? Um, well, I mean, I've obviously learned a lot over the years, and I think the biggest thing is just to just ride to my ability and just be super patient and just mm-hmm. let it come to me instead of trying to make things happen right away. And I mean, so far this year of, of just being patient with myself and right. my riding and, and just, you know, even my fitness. So um, I think this year will, will, should be good. And just if I'm not the fastest guy at the first round or if I get end up 10th and I, I thought I rode my best and I guess that's where I'm at, you know, I'm not going to get worked up about, trying to win so i mean right. just gonna do work hard do work and uh wherever i finish i finish and i mean hopefully it's it's up near the front right have you been doing more off the bike um you know training wise to to get ready as as how how's the the uh the fitness um coming into the season yeah i feel that my fitness is good uh my fitness has been good over the last couple of years since I've been with, like started with Blackfoot and stuff, mm-hmm. I've always, you know, I was working hard with Colt and JSR, and you know, my fitness felt good then. But uh, this year, I think it's definitely ten times better than it ever has. Uh, me and my trainer Drew from Evolved MX have been working very closely this year, and mm-hmm. we've uh, made a like a schedule. Like every month, we sit down and make a schedule, and like everything's time or not time, but like. It's scheduled yeah. down to the very minute of what I'm supposed to be doing every day. So right, it's all planned out. Um, yeah, everything's planned out, and I don't have to worry about anything. So I know what I have to do when I wake up in the morning, and and uh, just go at it and get it done. So, mm-hmm. and I think I've been putting in extra work in the gym and and on the road bike and and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we'll find out come round one. Yeah, yeah. You say you want to ease into it, and you're you know you don't want to win the first two rounds, but to me. You know, the first round's in Naimo, second round is Kamloops. Those are two tracks that, that you go good at. And, I mean, Kamloops is the head head track of, of your leading-edge team, and you'll be out there testing and practicing on the national track. And then Naimo, you always ran good at Naimo. So, uh, in a way, if you can get 
some results on some tracks that you're familiar with early and get the ball rolling, um, that could really help you. Yeah, I mean, Nanaimo being the first round, I've always I've always done well there, like you said, and uh-huh. always enjoyed going there. And a lot of friends and family come to that one, and um, it's kind of more of like a hard pack, like kind of supercross style. You have to be very patient and mm-hmm. have a lot of throttle control. So, I think if I can come in there and get a good result or even win, that it'll you know help my confidence out, and I'll be able to mm-hmm. you know keep that ball rolling and. This year being a pretty tough year racing Supercross and stuff with the the depth of the talent and stuff that I think my my confidence is already way higher than yeah. the most guys that I have to race against because you know they've just been down training and mm-hmm. they haven't really been doing any big races. I've been lining up with the best of the best, so yeah. I think uh, that can only help me. Yeah, when I look at the MX2 class in Canada, I see Teddy Mayer, your teammate, and uh, Jeremy Medaglia, and yourself, and I think after yeah. that there's a little bit of a gap. Um, am I missing anybody, or, or, or do you feel like those two guys are the ones that are going to be bar-to-bar with you? Uh, definitely those two guys. Spencer's riding good right now, Knowles. Um, then there's always the Allisons. Come on, I think, come on uh, Beats. Beats, we like, we like the Allisons and we like Spencer, but you're better than that. Come on. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> they'll definitely be there. Maybe not week in and week out like uh-huh. Jeremy or Teddy will be, but right. – um, I think they'll definitely be a challenge at some point mm-hmm. throughout the series. So, um, other than that, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always some. Apparently, dude, there's, yeah, there's always some guys that come up. You know. Yeah, apparently Schoberg's coming back, so oh. he might be uh, be up there too, depending on uh, how he's feeling and you know what sort of preparation he's done. Well, I've heard that deal's on and off, so no. Um, yeah, I have I have no idea either, and I'm part of the team, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how you can do, and I really, really hope you, uh, you know, you break through this year and at least stay healthy. If you're a podium guy every week and you don't win the title at the end, that's still a success for you in my eyes. Um, yeah. What about 450s? What about beats on a 450? Is that something that you've thought about? Like mentally, have you said, like, this is your last year in the MX2? It's also tough to make a living in the MX2 with the purse money, as you well know. Um, so, you know, 450s pays a lot better. So is that something you've given any thought to? Yeah, I mean, I've given it a thought. I mean, whatever they want to hire me to ride, I'll, I'll ride, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I definitely like riding a little bike more. Um, it's just kind of funner to me and and a bit easier for me to ride. That mm-hmm. 450 is a, a bit of a handful. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah but- I mean, I've rode it. Of the big bike a bit this year, uh, you know, and, and last year a bit. So, and I figured it out to ride it a lot smoother than I have in the past. So, maybe it could be a good switch. And I know that uh, I may have to ride one this fall, as I might be going over to Europe to race that German Supercross series. So, yeah, you need to. Um, you need yeah, to. you have to ride a 450 over there. So. Yeah. No, well, you need to race that series too. Some good money there in that thing. I know I've tried to, I've tried to hook you up with that before, but you couldn't do it or wouldn't do it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what was the case, but yeah, I've, the guy contacted me like a month ago, so we're getting things right. rolling early. Oscar? I think that's his name. Yeah, that's my guy. I can't can't um, remember what the email was. <laughs> um, but no, that, that's cool. And uh, I guess before we get into the U.S. Supercross stuff, let's go with uh, um, your buddy Colton Fasciati and Dusty Klatt, uh Blackfoot Folded. They're, those two guys are on KTMs now. What do you think of that move? How's that going to work out? Is it going to matter? Are they still one number one and number two? You think? Um, 
I think that you'll still see them one and two, mm-hmm. whatever order that they might be in. But I don't think they'll be as dominant as they have been in the past. Right. Yeah, I agree. I um, agree with that. I don't think they're going to just run away. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see Colt with the 42nd leads, second mm-hmm. leads and stuff. And, right. you know, Dusty 20, 30 seconds out of the next guy or whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's definitely going to make racing in that class a lot more exciting this year. Um, I personally would have liked to have seen Cole go down south, especially after his, his good results that he had down there and only a couple rounds. So, um, so I don't know. It's, let's talk about hello? that. Let's talk about that. Oh. Let's talk about that. Okay. What, what, what is he doing? I mean, I've been – I mean, I like Colton. He's a good guy, um, and I've, I, I've, but I've written this extensively and talked about this. What, why, does, why does a guy like that – I mean, look at all the injuries we had in Supercross this year, and of course there's no guarantee that he wouldn't have been one. But, I mean, there's so many fill-in guys and so many things that could happen. Why wouldn't a Colton Fasciati, who has nothing to prove in Canada, nothing, why wouldn't a Fasciati take some money, come down to the States, buy a van and a privateer, KTM or Yamaha, you know, whatever he feels comfortable with. I'd say Yamaha because he was just on one. And go to the first five, six, seven rounds of Supercross all on the West Coast and, and try his best and, and see what he can do. And maybe he gets a fill-in spot and maybe he doesn't. But, I mean, why wouldn't a guy like that do it? I don't understand. Why do you want to yeah, just, just you know, why don't you want to be like your, what you did? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know it, it obviously it does cost some money, but, I mean, it, it doesn't cost that much money. I'm, I'm sure if I can afford it, he can afford it. Right, right. I mean, I haven't, yeah. made, any, I haven't made any money over the last couple of years, so – I mean, it's maybe he just doesn't want to spend a cent of his own money or, you know, I know he has a house now and he's got a wife and he's got some, some bigger bills than, than what I might have. But, I mean, you only live once. And uh, when I'm done my racing career, I know for myself, I just don't want to have any regrets as far as, oh, I should have gone and done this and that. So, I mean, as far as he goes, I think he's just comfortable in Canada. He likes collecting the the mediocre paycheck that you know Canadian <laughs> well, teams can afford, and this definitely would have been the year for him to go down with so many guys getting injured. And I mean, look at Bobby Canary; he's he had an offer to to race full time down there all summer, and uh, you know that's the, and and on a good team. You know those bikes seem to be pretty good, and Colt was you know used to the Yamahas, obviously. And I don't know, I don't well, know. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. Let's ask. Let's let me ask you this, and you know. Because um, you know you you know this this sport um, well, and you've gone to the bunch of the supercrosses. In my mind, Colton Fasciati has more than enough talent to do well. Do you agree? Do you, do you, I mean, for sure. I mean, is that is that an issue? Do you think he's not good enough? No, he's he's well good enough. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a sentence, Beats, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's he's well good enough. Right, he, he's a. He's a main event guy slash top ten, you know, like he's Bobby Canari's getting eight, nine tenths. Are you telling me Colton Fasciati, no offense to Canari, are you telling Colt Fasciati doesn't have more talent than Bobby? You know, he, he's in oh. hell of a shape. He's in, he's in great shape. Uh, you just got to watch any Canadian national to see that. So Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's not an issue. The guy's good enough, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's good enough for sure, and I think uh, – Maybe it would take him a couple of rounds to get riding used to riding Supercross again, but right, right. after that he'd be he'd be good to go. You'd be seeing yeah. him in every main event as far as 
you know, as long as he was healthy and, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. had a bit of luck on his side and stuff. So Yeah, I don't think I don't I mean, think those national rides with Troy Lee and then himself, I mean, those weren't a fluke. You know, he was right no, in there with all the all the best guys. So Yeah. And I mean he still did pretty good after jumping on a bike for only a week. Right. Yeah. A new bike. It's just frustrating when I see a guy like yourself, uh, or Cole Thompson for that matter. Um, Cole, you know, he's not doing it with a lot of support. Same with yourself and I'm just like Colton, you're good enough. You know, you can do it. Yeah, I, I guess some some people are just happy with where they're at. Right. <laughs> I don't know. No, I guess. I, I guess. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going through Colt's head or yeah. anything like that. So. Well, um, you know, he signed with KTM. Him and Dusty, uh, KTM guys this year, and, and and like you said, I think the gaps closed up a little bit. I think Bobby Canari, Kyle Keast, um, Tyler Medaglia. Will all be right there nipping at his heels. I don't. Maybe I missed somebody, but I think those three guys are. Yeah, Gorky, Gorky. Gorky, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt will be good. So, I mean, especially after him having a year to get used to the tracks up here, and right. and I mean, so far he's coming in healthy. Right. So, um, what about the U.S. Supercross Series? Uh, you know, you, you um, I think I read something or, or heard something where you said, you know, hey, I, I went in debt this year, pretty good to do it, but. Um, you happy you did it? You, you pumped that uh, what you did and how how it all went down? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I maxed out a couple of credit cards and <laughs> emptied the bank account and right. borrowed money off my parents and no regrets at all, man. It was right. it was one hell of a time and I enjoyed every second of it. And now when I retire or down the road, I can be like I was part of that, you know, yeah, half a dozen or dozen guys that from Canada that that attempted it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what do you find? Um, what do you think? Is it weird going to the races and you know you're pitted in the back and you're just kind of like an afterthought of the program and you're just on the line with a bunch of other three-digit guys? Uh, it's got to be a little bit of a blow to the ego or confidence, huh? Because um, you know you line up at, at Kamloops or Nanaimo and you're one of the guys that can win, so it's got to be a little different, huh? Um, to be honest, I actually like it. Yeah. I like kind of yeah. just being a small fish in a big pond, it's a lot less pressure on yourself. And I mean, and then when you do do good, like 11th and 12th, it it Mm -hmm. feels like you better. It's better than winning up here almost in a way. Yeah. Um, Just because you're racing with the best guys at the biggest show in the world. Um, And what about your buddy, Dean Wilson? Um, When you, you hang out with him a lot. Now this year you didn't get to go on the Cowie track. You did last year. This year you didn't, but you know you you still went out with him a few times and still hung out with him. What's he do? What's he do better than you? You know he's one of the best riders in the world, and and when you see him, uh, what's he got over you? Do you think? Well, he's got a pro circuit Kawasaki. <laughs> yeah, that's one. That's step one. Um, that's step one there. Um, I, it just is hunger. Is he's still young and and really wants it really mm-hmm. bad and I think uh I think he's helped me realize that you know you got to want it every time you hop on the bike and you know every every second of the day you just got to be thinking about moto right. and uh the kid just eats breathes sleeps moto and uh wants to be the best there is and um he works super hard has a good group of people behind him and no, he he started off young like that. He started when he was like thirteen, fourteen. You know, the, the family dedicated everything you know to him to to help him succeed, and you know that's that's where the big step was, I think. Whereas you know my 
my parents, I have a brother and sister, and, you know, my parents had to spend time with them also, and mm -hmm. we couldn't really afford to just pack up everything and move to California or, or you know, go hit up all those U.S. amateur races. And I think that's the, the biggest thing, what you see from kids these days, is you got to get after early. Right, right. And, uh, you know, maybe not wait around as as much as I did, or not that I really waited around, but I could only mm -hmm. take so many opportunities that I had, you know. Yeah. Oh, so what I about, think that, that's the biggest thing. What about Cole Thompson? You've been following him and his series, and he went south at the end there. But uh, and I, now I hear he's going to do 450 outdoors. But uh, what do you think about his uh, attempt at racing and, and how it went? And and there's there's another guy like yourself just making it happen, trying his best. Yeah, yeah. I talked to Cole, and you know, I always cheering for him when he was out there racing on the East Coast there. And mm -hmm. I mean. I know a lot of people expected him to, or thought he was going to kill it, but I mean, it, it's tough. And <laughs> yeah, uh, right. by all means, Cole, Cole did really good this year, considering it's his first year. And, mm -hmm. you know, just just making the main event and, and stuff like that is a, is a harder challenge than doing good in the main event, I think. Yeah. Um, just because everyone can do six laps, and uh, it, but it's harder to do 15. So, mm -hmm. um, but he killed it. I think he killed it. Yeah, I think I think he did pretty well, and uh, and again, he's full privateering it. You know what I mean? So kind of like yourself a little bit, um, not a lot of help. And, and, and you're right though, it, it, getting into the main is a real tricky thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's the hardest part of Supercross is just getting through those six laps or whatever it is, and mm -hmm. just getting into the main event. Because I mean, it seemed like once he did it, it was pretty. I don't want to say simple, but it was a lot easier from in the main to, to race those guys, you know, and, and get a better result, like, I mean, 12th and 11th. So um, just it's so aggressive in those six laps, too. Like, everyone seems like they're out there to kill each other. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, people aren't scared to, to triple over your head and on the first lap out of the first corner. So it's a little chaotic that way. And whereas in the main event, you know, guys aren't taking the risks that they are just to get in the main event so we uh we i were, don't know yeah we were trying to get you on one of uh mitch's empty bikes um but it didn't really work out but some of us were pushing, oh yeah some of us were pushing for it <laughs> yeah i think i'm gonna have to send out resumes next year for uh, a replacement rider for whatever team you know did you did you talk to any teams did you catch any team's eyes like uh, you know anybody like say hey who is this kid and and any of that yeah yeah, Marty Smith from Slayton Racing, I guess that little team. Yeah. They had called to, for me to fill in for the last three rounds of this series, but uh, just with obligations and, you know, the kind of not really the late timing, but just with obligations I had and other stuff I had set up, yeah. it just wasn't really going to work right, after. Right. And I, I didn't really want to jump off ship with everyone that's been helping me this far and, right. you know, go to something different, but... I mean, there's always that opportunity next year. I've talked to him a bit about it next year, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, and yourself, I guess we'll I mean, find out. it'd be pretty cool if you could go down and just get everything paid for, right? And, I mean, that I mean that would be, that'd be fine, right? Oh, exactly. Any Anything along those lines would be awesome. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not going down there to, to make money or anything, you know. I, I mean, I just spent a lot of money this year. And yeah. So, I mean, next year, if I can break even or not spend any money would be great.
Yeah, exactly. That's all you want. Um, and don't worry. Every time, every time uh, I saw you, I pointed out to Villapoto that uh, there was his arch enemy beaten. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah, he never seemed that worried, but I mean, yeah, I tried, anyways. But, yeah, back in the day, back in the day, it was a little different, but yeah. Did you talk to him at all? Did you ever actually talk to him? Yeah, I mean, I whenever I'd bump into him at the tracks, we'd we'd have a little chit chat and stuff and yeah. catch up and stuff. So I mean, he doesn't cool guy me or anything like that. And uh, we, you know, we talk and shoot the shit and you know, it's it's kind of cool that his younger brothers coming up this year to ride on the same team because I know Tyler pretty well and their whole family. So yeah, it'll be uh, cool to hang out with them a bit again this year. And mm-hmm. you know, it's it's How, cool. How's he gonna do? There's like a lot of different theories on how good Tyler Villopoto is going to do. If he can stay on two wheels the whole moto, I think he's going to do pretty good. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's just got to smoothen out a bit though, because uh, you know from what I've seen with riding with him, he likes to be sideways more than straight. So <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh, effort put into the scrubbing, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I I think you know doing a 30 minute moto is uh, that takes a lot out of you right. and. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, he's riding great mm-hmm. um, for someone who kind of took a step out of it for the last couple of years, I guess, is what I'm told. But I mean, he's looking good, and I think uh, he'll definitely be up there. Maybe not every round, but uh-huh. I think he'll uh, definitely open some eyes. Give me your sleeper pick for the 450 class. Somebody sleeper that pick. hasn't, somebody that maybe hasn't been talked about among the main guys, or somebody that you think is going to do well. And I want another one in the 250 class. Somebody that maybe is going to break out in the 250 class. And I'm not saying beating you, beating you or Teddy or, or Jeremy, but some a sleeper. Give me, give me a guy in each class that you think has got got something going on this year. In the 450 class, yeah. I don't even know who's racing it. <laughs> no, that's the problem, um, right? It's welcome to Canadian Nationals. <laughs> The two fifty F class, I think you're going to see Richard Gray do a bit better. Oh yeah, okay, all right. I think he could be that that sleeper after he's you on, know the last year. He's he's on a Yamaha now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last year he sucked. I'm going to go out there and throw you under the bus, Richard, and say you suck. <laughs> um, it seems like, but yeah, I think. Hey, doesn't it seem like whoever, whether it's Pierce Chamberlain or Richard Gray or um, Chris Pomeroy, anybody like throughout the years. That has been hyped, Doug DeHaan. And don't get me wrong, DeHaan Pomeroy is certainly very fast guys. Chamberlain as well. Whoever's like Ontario's number one guy and is hyped up never comes through. Right? Like, you never see the next big thing yeah. come through from Ontario. But a lot of press. Yeah. You know, you know, you gets a lot of press, whoever it is. Yeah, I think uh, I think Richard should do pretty good. But, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess you, you know all the stats as far as that goes. Um yeah, I mean, Richard was, I think, p- pumped up and had a lot of pressure on him this first year. And, and even, uh, I guess, last year being his first full year of, uh-huh. you know, being a professional. Um, but, yeah, I think he, I think he's going to turn it up a bit this year. He's got some good support, and I think he realizes what it's going to take. So, right. hopefully, hopefully he's working hard and doing cardio instead of lifting weights. <laughs> the last time I talked to uh, your team manager, Pat O'Connor, about Spencer Knowles, he refused to talk to me about him. He did not want to talk to me about Spencer Knowles. He, Spencer Knowles frustrated him, and he just didn't want to get upset. So, <laughs> so, so, I'm going to ask you: What about Spenny? Is is this the year for Spencer Knowles? Yeah, I mean, 
he's always worked hard. Um, whenever we go practicing together, usually he's faster than I am. Really, um, but huh? for some reason, yep. when it comes to a race, he's maybe not just as mentally strong as others uh-huh. or or gets bored of going around the track that many times. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what it is, but... Um, I mean, he's been working out with me this year and, you know, we've been hitting the gym together and riding together. So, Mm -hmm. and I think this year being, you know, that leading edge had let him go. And I think that's what kind of maybe hurt him with leading edge is that he didn't have full on support last year. He's kind of on the B program. Uh And uh, I think that may have hurt his confidence a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But this year with Yamaha stepping up for him, um, I think he's eager. He's uh I've never seen him so motivated to, you know, get up early, go riding and and go to the gym. Right. So, That's I good. mean, usually I'm having to drag him along. <laughs> hey, are you worried but, uh, are you worried at all about uh the noof dragging down Kyle Keast? Are, are is this something that we need to address or um, do you feel like, no, you Newt's feel like... good. Newt's a good motivator, man. If do you feel like... if if I had the money, I would have brought him down to California with me. Really, the motivator, Newt. Yeah, he's he's good at motivating you and like <laughs> and boosting your confidence and just getting you amped for the day. I don't know what it is. I mean, right. as long as he keeps the party pants at home, he's uh, he's it's, a good guy to hang out with. It's tough to keep the party pants at for at home for him though. It's a constant battle. Yeah, that's 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 where he shines. <laughs> He's a good motivator and a good partier. Uh, yeah, now I'm it's just, never it's never boring. <laughs> I'm just kidding on that, but I was just joking. News a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, hey, do you feel like uh, you feel like you're a bit of a veteran now? You feel like you're a little bit older guy now of the series. I don't, I don't know of the series, but you know what I mean. I'm doing it a little while longer now. Oh yeah, I'm a veteran for sure. I mean, yeah. What's it? It's been ten years since I've turned pro. What? I'm going. I'm going into my. What is it? Ten years? Oh shit! I didn't. I just turned this will this will. I've done it for nine years. Oh fuck! I'm. Getting, I guess I'm getting old too. Or going in, I'm getting old yeah, too. Yeah, going into my ninth year, or going into my tenth year, one of the two. Jeez. Yeah. Right. I know. I guess I'm getting old. I've been too. I've been racing pro longer than half the kids have been racing for. I know. Hey, what about this two fifty two stroke rule for the B riders? Is that ridiculous, or am I just wrong? I think it's awesome. <laughs> I think they should let me race a 252 stroke. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they should too, Beats. Just you, though. Just you. Um, yeah. I, it, it's, it's, is it going to affect anything? Is it going to change anything? Is it just a gimmick? I mean, the only place that that bike's really going to work better is off the start. And other than that, I think, you know, our the two TFs these days are – got so much power and mm-hmm. just the the way you ride them, how easy they are to ride them a two stroke and the traction that you can get on a four stroke is, uh, it's, it's not going to be an advantage at all. You don't think so, huh? No, not one bit. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe off the start, you know, we'll see those guys up front, but it realistically at all, it's going to be no different. It's still going to boil down to, to, to the top guys on four strokes. You figure. Oh yeah, for okay. sure. Um, well, cool, man. Hey, uh, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. A little uh, Canadian motocross wrap up slash beats supercross experience wrap up. Um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad to see you doing it. I, I admire it, and uh, you know, I was I was many times on Twitter um, boosting your case up. 
to all people who are wondering what the hell is going on, what's a beaten. But yeah, yeah, I, I read all of that stuff. I I listened to the show last night or the other night. Oh, you did? When was it? Monday. Yeah. yeah last well, night. Donk was on it, so yeah. I had to make sure I listened to the whole thing. <laughs> Heard his feelings and, a little uh, donk. When you guys brought up the whole Tomac beat me at every round, he didn't actually. Yeah, I know. Donk told me he actually you beat him at Seattle or San Diego when he crashed out. Yep. Yeah, I, I texted Donk that right away. Stupid. I was like, man, yeah. you, you got to get your facts straight, Donk. Yeah, poor Donk. Yeah. He's besieged. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, he's going to be uh, working for you all summer, so um, you guys are going to be a super team, Donk and Beats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, man, well, thanks. And, and like I said, good job on the Supercross results. It may not have gone exactly how you wanted to, but – uh, it's definitely some good races in there by yourself, and I admire you for going and trying it. Uh, I, I will now hit myself in the head because Colton Fasciati chose not to do it, but um, I'm glad you did it, and, and like I said, you and, and uh, you are to be admired for doing it, and hopefully we'll see you keep keep you know get something next year that, that pays the bills because I think you're a main event guy, slash, you know, if not better. And, um, yeah, I just think it's, uh, every, you know, good things happen to good people, and you're one of the good people, Beats, so. Let's hope this summer goes well for you. All right. Well, thank you very much. And like I said, you only live once, so take advantage of life while you can and just get out there and get after it, right? Yeah, there you go. Words to live by by Kyle Beaton. Thanks, Beats. All right, thanks. See ya.